there's a concept called financial abstraction. Casinos use it when they have you buy chips instead of betting cash. It's way easier to lay a chip down than to lay $10,000 cash down, right? And it's also the game rooms. It's way easier to put tokens in a machine than put coins um, because it's less real. Well, when credit cards and debit cards were introduced into the marketplace, really what was introduced was financial abstraction to the masses. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Shane, the time has come, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Caleb. It's, it is really great to be with you. Seriously, I'm excited about this. I, I want to just cut to the chase here. You are involved in an app that I think, I think and has been proven to be a game changer in the budgeting world. And so I remember being very skeptical meeting you for the first time and your passion and about the problems that we have the the data that you shared with me the solution that you're that you're going for is like unbelievable it's unbelievable and so just for my audience uh make sure to take good notes i'm going to encourage you every single one of you listening watching on youtube to go take action uh, and download uh, your app but an app just by itself will not change behavior and so with with without without uh uh spoiling the whole thing i'm gonna hand it over to you why don't let's let's get into the nuts and bolts on like what are the issues? Why did you create this app? And why is this different from every other budgeting app out there? Because when we first met, I'm like, dude, I've tried it all. I've yeah. tried it all. It doesn't work. And you're and then I think you got a big old smile and you're like, I'm 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 happy to hear that you're uh, <laughs> on the same track that everyone else is on. So without further ado, man, welcome to the show. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate it. You know, it's it is interesting. We've struggled for a decade trying in the existing environment within which we live to help people break the paycheck to paycheck cycle, eliminate debt, and really experience financially healthy lifestyles. Because so much happens when that happens. And over and over, we found people falling back into the same habits. And it was like, what are we doing wrong? You know, why can't we, why can't we really make an impact? And honestly, Caleb, what we realized is, is it wasn't us. It's the system that within which we exist that's broken. And it just makes it so easy for people to spend their way into financial destruction. It's, and it's absolutely real. And so I think one of the key things to, to understand here is, is there's a concept called financial abstraction. Casinos use it when they have you buy chips instead of betting cash. It's way easier to lay a chip down than to lay $10,000 cash down, right? And it's also the game rooms. It's way easier to put tokens in a machine than um, put coins yep. um, because it's less real. Well, when credit cards and debit cards were introduced into the marketplace, really what was introduced was financial abstraction to the masses. And so it broke this connection between spending and money. 50 years ago, we used cash and we used checks and there was a check book and we, 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 we created a balance, right? Every time we spent, so we were aware. Well, as credit cards were introduced and then points were incentivized to spend more and we are, are, are less and less aware, it becomes easier and easier to spend. And yeah. that's, that's crazy. And we don't even realize it. It's totally acceptable. Man, pay off your balance every month and get free money and points. Yeah. But what we don't realize is 
by spending with credit card, how much we spend more as a result. And that extra money is the very thing that's creating just so much stress right um in in individuals lives and families lives and couples lives yeah so yeah i think there's there's people out there like dave ramsey who definitely have been effective in the marketplace by just sharing like hey we got to get our act together and they they talk about things like the envelope system and let's be honest here it's 2021 i i know what this is what i've been hearing i like the idea of an envelope system but i can't like i can't stick with it right essentially yeah. what you what your app does is it's taking the envelope system but getting you the giving you the convenience of using credit that's right and that's yeah. where i think you are on to something my friend because um it's actually changing behavior and it's and so why don't we dive into that and but then i want to talk about the just the big potentially elephant in the room because when we first talked, I'm like, dude, I got a million credit card points. Don't, <laughs> don't be taking away my points here. Oh, you, said something, you said something to me that was really profound. It's like, um, am I losing more money by quote unquote getting points? Like the credit card companies are smart, right? They're not like they're giving points for a reason. And I very much relate to the casino because sometimes we don't feel like it's real money. It's harder yeah. to pay cash for things, but you can swipe a credit card, even for people that identify like myself as frugal, um, we probably get in the habit of doing that. So uh, again, this is like, I'm getting really excited right now because I want every single person to just like get your app. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that. Absolutely. Actually, you give me chills talking about that. It's, this is so like, this is so exciting to me. And so I'm so passionate about it. We all are as a team, but yeah. So ultimately there's three elements of cash envelopes that make it so effective. The element of divvying up your money um, into envelopes gives it purpose. It gives it a place. It gives it organization. And that's very valuable. Human beings like to be organized. They like to be on top of things. The second piece is this concept of looking at what you have before you spend. So the real point of decision is before you spend, not after you spend. It's before you spend. And then the third thing is, is when your money and your budget are the same thing, it's real. When your money's gone, it's gone. <laughs> and so, and you see in real time the limits and also the possibilities of your money. Because the truth is, is we have money, you can either spend it or save it. Like you said, Caleb, that's the truth. Yep. And spending it today creates memories and you're only going to live once. But saving it for tomorrow creates security and memories for tomorrow because that's also important. So this creating awareness allows you to make good decisions in the moment. And so having said that, everyone thinks it's all oh, cash is hard to let go of. We don't believe that that's true. We believe that when you are aware, that is what creates the wisdom and the change of behavior. Okay. And so what cube money does is it is a digital envelope system we call them cubes that gives you the ability to divvy up your money in fact you can have a hundred accounts in one account which is really cool so you can have a hundred budget accounts within your one account and it allows you to give that organization but then it's connected to a special it's actually a patented card a default zero card so our cube card will only allow you to spend if you first open one of those digital envelopes 
And it only, it controls your spending to the balance in that cube. And it all happens in real time. So literally when I go to the grocery store, when I go to go to buy gas, I simply face recognition, open my app and I click tap that cube fuel cube and immediately within 0.035 seconds that money is available on the card and ready to spend and as soon as i transact it closes the cube returns the card to default zero and updates the balance of my cube in real time so i know exactly how much i have left and if you're if you're in a in a couple situation it'll send a notification to your companion and so you're completely on the same page no more fighting about money you're always on top of it and it creates that same awareness and it ledgers it for you too. So no more tracking transactions, no more, you know what I mean? Which takes yep. hours a month, which is what all the other systems do. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to share this again. Cause I didn't get it the first time that I heard it. Uh, but then you actually showed me your, your personal cube. <laughs> like it was amazing. So what, what happens is money, money flows in. And what usually happens to people is it flows into a bank account. They may, if they're, if they're rare, have a budget right on on mint or something and it's like okay i'm only gonna spend this much but but the money's not in certain accounts and it's just like you got to track and it's it doesn't change behavior it's just kind of like a good intention what 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 your app does is your money has to go somewhere it's right. got to be saved it's got to go in uh, paying bills is each bill its own cube that's right each okay. bill is its own cube groceries, put money in groceries and other things. And so the money is in those virtual envelopes. And then what's, what's amazing is you're, you're going to the store. Let's say you're going to the grocery store. You then can digitally tap your app, unlock that envelope. And instead of like having cash, it's on your card. Boom. You get the convenience of a quote unquote debit card, but you, but you're being very, very proactive. And this is the only app that allows you to proactively um, actually, quote unquote, budget and is another another word that is used is conscious spending. You're That's being fair. you're spending That's on things that you're that you value, and as a result, you're not buying dumb things, which a lot of people are just a lot of people are just over consuming, and that's the issue. That's exactly right. And the, the, so the average person spends about eight hundred dollars per month more than they would if they had conscious spending. So it's crazy to watch what happens to our users as soon as, so it takes a little while to like change your thinking. Our thinking today is we have a credit card swipe. We'll figure it out in a month. Swipe, we'll figure it out in a month, right? And let's get at these points and we want to pay off our balance every month. That's the, that's the mentality. So it changes from that to saying, okay, this is my money. This is my plan for my money. And now I'm aware with every spend what that plan is. And am I staying in touch? Am I staying um, in line with that plan? And that takes a little bit of change. And so there's, for most of our users, it takes them 90 days to really completely adopt. But once they do, they're saving between $500 and $1,500 a month. Yep. Yep. Let's go into the data because you shared some of, some of the problems. And I think... Um, one of my favorite quotes is if you don't have a good understanding of your problem, the solution doesn't really matter. I will, I will say when we, when we spoke, I felt like I didn't have a problem and I'm probably on the scale of, of people. I'm, I'm very frugal, right. but, but again, now that I'm married, I'm realizing that it's a, uh, it's a 
it's not just me anymore. <laughs> That's and, how, true. and and how it's very easy to just go out to dinner and spend money or or buy something. And it's like, oh, we have money, you know. And it's you know a lot. There's a lot of people out there that are getting into the credit card game of like opening up new credit cards. You got to spend a certain amount of money, and so it's very much that casino game. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about the problem because again, um, I I felt a little protective of our current what we're doing, but then at the same time, the more we talked, I realized that this is not just for the person that needs to cut up their credit card. This is really for a lot of people, and you probably would say everybody needs this if they really want to control their money. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Well, in the last 50 years, Caleb, the consumer debt balance in this country has grown by over 14 trillion. Wow. Okay, so the consumer debt balance pre-credit card, pre-debit card was I mean almost nothing. <laughs> and yep. now it's 14.3 trillion and when you go into the social issues that that causes, it's one of the leading causes of divorce. It's one of the leading causes of child abuse, suicide. It, um, the, um, the, the Workers um, Bureau says that it costs a company on average 8% of their employee salaries in lost productivity because of stress, personal stress. So this is like a multi, 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 multi trillion dollar problem. It's it's massive. Um, And it all comes down to reconnecting spending and money. And um, MIT did a research project early 2000s. How much more are people willing to spend with a credit card versus cash? And they sold... um, athletic, you know, tickets, and they sold furniture, and they sold, you know, fast food, and they, they, they did all these things. And they found that someone was willing to spend 100% more when they spent with a credit card, because the bill didn't come for a month, they could figure it out. And so instead of spending $20 to, to, for a ticket to the game, people would spend 40 60 $100. And so it it is incredible the impact that this financial distraction has on us when we don't even know it. I mean, and I have a story for you personally. I know exactly what you mean. I felt like I was, my wife and I both grew up in large families and we completely thought we were frugal. We did not spend anything extra, but man, we loved our Southwest credit card and our Marriott Rewards credit card. And we earned five, $6,000 a year on those credit cards. Um, once cube money was up, I was like, okay, I'm an owner. I'm going to fully adopt this deal, you know, see really what it meant. I didn't think it was going to impact us very much. We've saved over $30,000 last 10 months. We're saving $3,000 a month that we were spending in ways that we didn't even realize we were overspending using the Southwest and Marriott rewards cards. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Oh man, that's, that's powerful. And I think that that's convicting to a lot of people listening and watching this. Yeah, well, thank you. Oh, it's just real. It's true. So behavior, behavior is is something that is 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 really really important. So let's let's talk a little bit about your. You guys can connect the whole family together through through your app. I feel like this is going to be another big big thing because it's like it's like you got a family. You want to you want to teach your kids independence, but it you know how, like oh. how did that work and yeah. then i also want to ask questions about credit score 
And and do you have any data or thoughts on like if people adopt this from a young age, are is is a disadvantage them trying to get a mortgage or like talk about that as well? But that's kind of the part two. How can families use this? Because I think this can be really effective. Yeah. So um, our initial goal was to provide the individual the ability to control discretionary spending, but that has um, morphed into a full banking suite that combines um, the most um, popular features in a, in a bunch of budgeting apps. So people have um, gained a love for payday two days early and they round up investing peer-to-peer transfers like Venmo. Um, this the companion cards or joint accounts has also become very valuable. High yield savings, um, I'm trying to think of the others. Oh, subscription controls and so forth. So Cube Money is implementing all of those features into one system, one bit full suite banking system that's really exciting. Well, one of those that's become very popular, like Caleb talked about, is, is kit cards and teen cards. And all of the systems out there currently, is, there's a separate app for kids and teens. So then the parent has to download another app. They have to learn another system and they have to integrate or connect their accounts in another way to be able to teach their children about money. Well, what if you had that all in one system yep. and your children were able to understand budgeting, uh, envelope budgeting, just like you are, and it worked the same way, yet it was a much more kid-friendly um, app. And that's exactly what Cube Money is doing. And the cool thing about it is, is not only will your child be able to have their own account that is a sub-account to yours so that they can budget their money based on cash envelopes and spend their money, realize it's real, understand the value of money and the reality of money. But you also are able to have parent permissions, parent view, parent tracking, so that you can see everything that's going on and like mentor your children on a day-to-day basis, weekly basis, if you'd like to. Here's one other thing that's really neat about this is, is we're able to create permission levels. And so you can share the family budget with your children. So like, for example, we have teenage sons that are playing basketball and football and soccer, and they are in town at practice. And there's oftentimes I would love for them to go and pick up some milk and eggs and whatever else. So we don't have to make an extra trip. Well, now with this, you're going to be able to share the grocery up, you know, $20 from the grocery budget on their card and they can spend and it syncs with your, with, with the family app. So they have their own money, but you can also share the family money and work together with money as a family. Have you ever had the awkward moment where you don't have enough money? <laughs> like, has that ever, like, you, I, I envision like a line, like there's 10 people in line at the grocery store and, you know, the person's trying to figure out their cash. Has that oh ever Oh my happened? gosh. So here's a, here's a funny story. I have both cards in my Apple Pay, my wife's and mine. Okay. And I... I have to open my app for my card. Well, I was going to demo Cube Money at a Fourth of July, well, around Fourth of July, buying fireworks, and there was a line behind us. And my my daughter was filming this, and I opened the wrong card. Yeah, you and so I and it, and it declined. And the lady's like, uh, "It declined." <laughs> like I promise, I have money. Like I'm not <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so anyways, I was like, whoops, wrong car did it and, it and it worked. But yeah, I mean, there's there's been times when it has declined, but it is easy to transfer money, like instantly yeah, to transfer money from other cures. And it still creates intention. But worse is pulling out your envelopes full of cash, counting yeah. the cash. The person have to count, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm with you, man. I would, I would secretly have a credit card in my wallet just in case. Like, yeah. oh, get on! <laughs> just I'm, I'm, I know, like, I can't expose you right now, but I bet if we opened up your wallet, I no, I'm kidding. Um, man, this is this is fascinating because you're taking the banking concept as well, and you're and you're combining it all in one, and it's it's fascinating. Let's talk about the credit. Um, I'm sure this comes up, you know, in the process buying a house you know, car loans, whatever. And, and I think we could make an argument that a lot of those loans enable bad behavior. Um, but, but what is your thoughts around that? Because one thing I look back on is I didn't, I had a debit card. I didn't have really, I didn't establish a credit, credit score till we started really better wealth. And I remember Chase Bank gave us, gave me a credit like credit card limit of like $4,000. We're running better wealth on this thing. And then we're like, and it was kind of awkward, right? Um, yeah. And so part of me wished I established a credit score earlier. But if you look at the my track record, I didn't have any college debt, started Better Wealth with 20-some K in, in the bank. And so it's like you you look back and I was really fortunate and blessed. And so it's, it's like I can't say one way was better or versus the other. But what are your what are your thoughts and what would you tell parents or people that ask you about this? Yeah, that's great. This is this is a great discussion yeah. because there's no doubt that we do need access to credit to buy a home um, and starting a business. Those are the only two things, personally, I believe that you should um, buy with credit um, or, or a business. Um, I don't even think education um, should be put on credit or a car. Buy what you can afford. Um, here's what I will say, that it costs you about $500 of overspending to get $50 of points. Those are the numbers. Okay. Okay, say, so that again. say that again. It costs you $500 on average of overspending to get $50 of points. So for that, that, that concept of pay off my credit card every month to get free money and points, you're right. overspending by about a thousand percent to get those, right. those points. That's the real, and that's, that's, those are the real numbers. Is it worth it? I mean, I would rather have the five hundred dollars than the fifty dollars in points, but, and that compounded over time. Okay, so you, yeah, what do you say about the mortgage though? Okay, so there are there are ways to build credit with rent, and most people don't go right out and purchase a home. So there are other ways to build credit outside of a credit card. Um, there are also prepaid cards that allow you to um, build build credit. Um, so if you do research, there are other ways to build credit besides credit cards. Um, but I'm not opposed to having a credit card and just spending a certain category of your money, like fuel or dining out or whatever on that card and paying it off every month and building, building that, um, your credit history. Um, but you just really have to be careful because it's, it's a slippery slope. And I will say this, knowing just knowing you for a few months, you guys are always innovating. And it wouldn't shock me in the future if you figure out a, a way to, because let's be honest, cre the credit, you want to call it like the gang, 
the credit score, like it makes no sense. And it really like, it kind of ticks me off that like some of my friends that are like fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 in debt, making like no money, have a better credit score than I do. And I'm like, like, come on, what? man, like, that doesn't like, that just makes me angry. But so I don't, it, it, the whole credit score game is just doesn't always make sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me either. Um, and the fact is, is when you're starting a business, Caleb, it's the business's credit score as well as your credit score and your business doesn't have a credit score. So they're not going to give you, it's interesting when you don't need money, <laughs> banks are really willing to give it to you <laughs> when you really need money. They're like, uh, uh you don't qualify. Yeah. So, um, but there's no question. My, my number one thing for a credit score is buying, purchasing a home. Yeah. And so, and the fact is, is, that's important. Yep. So building your credit score um, is important and prepaid cards are a great way to do it and really make sure you stay in check. Um, you can also use a credit card to do the same thing, but okay. I'm just telling you over time, you yep. think about it, spending $500 less a month is $6,000 in a year. In 10 years, it's about $75,000 with, with a 10% return on that money. So I'm just telling you, it's it's totally worth it to to be re- conscious spending is worth it. That's all yep. there is to it. Yep. I'm with you, man. Feel good too. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, yes, there's a lot of things that we could get into. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the budget app, like a mint versus what you guys are doing. And I think I, I articulated a little bit earlier in this interview, but I want I want to hear you share the difference because a lot of people, again, I'm telling you, it now makes sense to me, but we've been talking. I yeah. There's people watching and listening that are like, okay, I don't really, really get it. What is the difference between like a mint versus cube money? Simply, it's your bank and your budget are the same thing. So you never have to track. So in every other scenario, your your budget is either a spreadsheet or an app. And then you have your bank and everything that's going on with your money. So you're always having to, to align those, right? And that takes an average of four to five hours a month to bring those together. Yep. That doesn't create any value. If your money and your budget are together, then when you spend, it automatically ups your, updates your budget in real time because you're spending from your budget and you never have to track again. Okay, yep. so it saves you massive amounts of time. But then the second thing is, is when you spend and then go back and track it and you've overspent, how does it make you feel? Horrible. Guilty. Yeah. It's kind of like eating the donut and then tracking your calories. Yeah. <laughs> you already ate the donut, right? It's- and nobody does, by the way. It's like, that's, that's the thing is nobody tracks their money because it's too much work. It is. It, it, it's after the fact and it doesn't change behavior and it makes you feel guilty. Yeah. But when you look at your budget before, when you tap to spend yeah. before, yep. you're aware and you're like, uh, listen, I, I, I allocated this money to go have this fun. This feels good. I'm excited about doing this. Or you know what? I have some better places to utilize this money than to purchase these shoes or to yeah. to go out to eat and you know what I mean, whatever. And so it creates that real-time awareness and real-time like your money is real because your bank and your budget are one. That's the difference. Man. I love it. Um 
there's a lot of other questions I want to to ask, but we're going to do a part two, which I'm really excited. I'm going to ask you questions like you versus Dave Ramsey, what your thoughts are on <laughs> what your thoughts are on life insurance, because I know you have a unique view of that. I'm going to ask you about should we be paying off our mortgage? Um, should we be vesting, investing? So stay stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for part two. How can people get get the app, support what you're up to? Um, I I just yeah, I just can't encourage you guys enough to share this with people that you love. I'm all over the place on the show sometimes, but majority of people, if they track their money and they had a tool that could best do that, um, their life will be radically changed. And, and Shane, I'm so grateful that you're in my life. So how can people take advantage of this? I know that there's an education portal. I'm assuming they can go and download the app on, on the app store. Um, what's the best way to take, take the next step? All right. Well, so um, what I would recommend is, is we actually have, you get access to the app as well as free coaching and a full, I mean, a full access to, to a course that will totally lead you step-by-step step how to create financial help. And that's at cubemasters.com, cube with a Q, Q-U-B-E-M-A-S-T-E-R-S.com. And we love Better Wealth. And so I'm going to have Caleb, we, he has a specific link to him. And there's actually a special offering for oh. the Better Wealth organization or, or community. Um, so um, he'll post a landing page that is simply that plus pages forward slash Better Wealth. Cool. Um, because truly, Better Wealth is teaching some simple principles that are transformational. And what they teach is truth. It's simple, but it's truth. And uh, it's really cool to watch what you guys are doing, Caleb, in the marketplace and making an impact in people's lives. And, and I love it. So, And I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate what, what you're doing and even giving our audience just special bonuses. And so if, you, if you're on YouTube, I'm sure we're going to have the link down below. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you go into the um, show notes and we will include the link and go download the app. Uh, I know that you guys have a free version um, at, for a, a couple dollars a month. You can upgrade to a version that your whole family can get connected to. And it's just one of those things like, what is the cost of getting this right? And um, I, man, I feel grateful um, for you to be on the show. And r remember me when you, when you're, uh, when you're, uh, when everyone uh, or everyone that wants to be conscious spenders, let's be honest, America will not adapt this because majority of people have no desire to be healthy and right with their money. But the people that do, I think that this app is going to, is going to take off. So, um, thank you. Go, uh, um, subscribe, like this, share this and stay tuned for part two, because, uh, I think, I think Shane might be, uh, surprising you with, uh, I think some of you guys are stereotyping him and I think he, he thinks about wealth very similarly. Um, uh, and that's how we got connected. And that's where I'm so grateful that the, potentially the Dave Ramsey world is colliding with the wealth building world. And I think you guys um, are, I, quite frankly, the company that is getting this right because you're having conversations around tracking your money and taking control over it, but you're not throwing out all the, you're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater as it relates to building wealth. And I, I really admire that. Absolutely. And I will say, man, I respect Dave Ramsey. He has made a massive impact for good and we respect that. But I agree with you that there, there are some tools that work to truly build freedom, build peace, and then build wealth.
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.